Hello, welcome to short and sweet parenting tips number 10 in the COVID pre-launch series. I'm honored to be welcoming Christiana Gordy again for a discussion about helping our kids bridge the gap between the school years during this pandemic. I feel like it's important to let you know we are just two moms sharing ideas with you all. None of the websites or resources we mention are sponsors of short and sweet parenting tips in any way. We discuss many different options, most of them are free, and I just kind of wanted to be transparent about that if the question crossed your mind. That being said, I can't wait to give you the first installment of this series to avoid the summer slide. This episode will be general tips for everyone, and then the next two episodes will be split by age groups. Now, without further ado, hi Christiana. Thanks, hi Anne, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. You know, things are taking crazy turns in this COVID deal, but we want to talk about helping our kids, and that's super important, too. I think so, um, especially right now with everything going on. Some kids may be a little bit behind. Uh, and then, you know, there's that whole just keeping everyone at the level that they were on at the end of school to start the beginning. So Right. And we don't even know what the beginning is going to look like at this point. I just wonder how many parents are trying to kind of find their way through this. And, and I want to say it, it looks different for you than it does for me, than it will for someone else. This is not a one size fits all. Uh, if, if this doesn't fit the dynamic of your family, that's okay too. I, I would love for listeners to give it a chance and just kind of hear what we have to say, but it, there's no pressure here. Yeah. I agree. I think maybe there's a parent listening who has thought, I really want my kids to do something over the summer besides just sit in front of the TV or in front of their game. And maybe this will give them, you know, a few options uh, to, to do. Yes. Um, yeah, you've hit on a lot of points. One I really want to cover, and that is that Google is your friend. <laughs> um, if yes. you're trying to find homeschool curriculum, worksheets, um, questions, reading comprehension questions, I would search for PDFs because they're the easiest to print out. Uh, but but I do want to say most of my resources I get on Google now. There's a there's a, so many free resources. You're right. Right, right. And and maybe we can put some more of those on the Facebook page so that people can have ideas where to go. And um, of course, I mentioned at the end of our homeschool podcast that we did about bridge books, which go up to eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So those are those are really huge too. How do you approach due dates and days to work, days or times to work on things? As you said, like my schedule will probably look different than yours, but keeping the, that schedule and writing things down, if something's due just say June 9th, then you want to make sure that the day before June 9th, you as the parent are going to be ready to go to the child and say, hey, uh, remember, this is the due date. But also, as they get older, the responsibility should really be on them to come to you with the work. You shouldn't have to go to them, but I think it's kind of a partnership, you know. I feel like shorter deadlines work better for my girls, that I, I give them the math sheet. It's due by either a time or, okay, before you can have screen time, this math sheet needs to do. I don't give them pages and pages and pages. Um, and this, this might transition into a topic on reading. The times that I don't do that are w if they're doing book reports and need to, to read a book and then do a report on it. I have found so many fun, creative reports to do. Like one is a pizza box. One is they 
dress up as the character and I interview them. So there's a lot of fun things that you can do with the kids so it's not just writing, writing, writing if that's not what you're trying, unless that's what you're trying to improve their skill in. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that's a good thing that you mentioned that is coming up with creative ways for them to, you know, express whatever it is that you've asked them to do. And I think that's important. The shorter deadlines, it's it's perfect. I think that's another thing to bring up is during the summer, because it is the summer, you do want them to kind of continue, but you don't want to like overload them in my opinion. So you kind of want them to know what the expectation is so that it's clear like, okay, you have to do this. It's not as much as what you normally would have to do, but this is what's expected. And I need to see it before you can, you know, go forward in any other fun activities. I think rewarding the work with activities is the most effective thing that I have found um, to actually get them to do the work. Yeah, I think that I think so. Because again, by the time summer comes, I don't know about your kiddos, but mine are like, oh my gosh, like, do we have to do one more of these? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you want summer vacation too. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We've earned, we moms have earned summer vacation, I feel like, more than the kids. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Um, we're in the last week of school and I don't start it next week immediately. I give them a couple weeks to chill, disconnect from thinking, Mm -hmm. um, but they have the expectation so that they don't feel, um, like I betrayed them. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's great. That's a good idea. They need, they do to me need a time where they're not doing anything. They're just doing nothing, you know, just sitting just in peace, you know what I mean? Or, or just thinking or whatever. Um, and and I, I don't know how you usually do this, but I, I usually have one day of the week that is a different subject. Like I like to do Monday math because it starts with an M. And for a while I was doing science Saturday, mostly because the girls love hands-on science and their schools mm-hmm. at the time were just doing textbook science. And so I kind of have where same the same day of the week so they know okay it's well I mean and in the summer it's hard to tell what day of the week it is but they kind of know okay it's Monday it's math or we're doing math it must be Monday so (laughs) wow that's a good idea I hadn't heard of that before yeah yeah I just I'm an alliteration nerd apparently (laughs) I also kind of think that the summer's great to do outdoor and interactive activities that have a learning aspect but are just really uh, family fun. I agree. I think that's that's the thing. You, I, I, I've always, as a homeschooler, one of the reasons I started homeschooling also is because I wanted to give my kids opportunities to do more hands-on and like real life learning. So like oh, go yeah, on a trip yeah, and yeah. when we go on the trip, like I want you to pay attention to these things and then let's listen to some of the history. And then later I want you to put together a presentation for me like, telling me your experience, like what your experience was, what did you learn, something different. And, you know, just that type of learning to me is so amazing for kids because they're in it. They're, they're, they're actually experiencing Mm -hmm. it. It's not like they're reading it in a book. So I I agree. I think during the summer is a perfect time to get outside. Um, Even like, you know, as I said, we live in Florida and it's quite warm here. (laughs) Um, So it gets a little tricky unless you're going to the beach. Um, so, you know, you get creative in your areas, uh, you know, wherever you live, what works best, but I think it's awesome to get outside and, and try to use those things as learning opportunities, but fun with the family. I think that's also awesome. Well, and normally libraries have 
tons of summer programs. So if you do live a place that is very hot or being outside in the summer is not enjoyable, those are great resources too. Uh, unfortunately, I don't feel like that's going to be available this summer. I do know that our library, though, has lots of online programs. Yes. And I just want to throw in there, I know we've talked about this before, Anne, is um, another great resource, uh, parents, is outschool.com. They have the most interesting classes. They have the basic things, and they have some really interesting, like economics or how to start your own business, all kinds of stuff. But for kids, they're, they're not very expensive. They're like $15 a class, and it's just two classes. Do you know what I mean? And you pick the time or what have you. Yes. I feel like those are really awesome resources. You do have to pay for them, yes, but you can pick and choose. And then you can give your children opportunity maybe to do painting or you know, draw how to draw an eye properly. You know what I mean? Just so many cool resources. Oh, they have everything. Dance, foreign language. Everything you can think of, right, Anne? Mm-hmm. I know, yep. I know. And then some Minecraft-focused things. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, coding, everything. Yes, right, right. They have, they have something that would appeal, I think, to everyone. But I would say the age on that, would you say seven up? I would say definitely seven up. And I think they have some classes that are more geared toward teens. Like maybe if your child likes a particular book character, they sometimes have a special like right around that whole thing. One more quick tip for elementary kids and older. Scholastic News is online with articles, pictures, videos, activities, and even teaching points under different topics. That does it for this week's short and sweet parenting tip. I want to thank Christiana for her wise perspective and great ideas. We'll be sure to post resources on the Short and Sweet Facebook page. Next week, there will be an elementary through middle school episode and a middle through high school episode. Kind of a podcast buffet going on for you. Hey, if you missed last week's announcement, we do have an official launch date for this podcast, which means I'll be wrapping up the COVID-19 pre-launch series. Because of all the great content in this Bridge the Gap and Avoid the Summer Slide episode, I've pushed the date back to July 7th. I'd love your help getting the word out when the time comes, and I'll get you more details later. Now more than ever, a positive attitude is critical, so keep it up. <laughs>